0: This is Brie. This is Fatina. And you're listening to Stranger Danger, a true crime podcast. Welcome back. Hey, it's Super Bowl Sunday. It It is Super Bowl Sunday. Um, We haven't talked about this. Who are you reading for? Uh, I
1: don't
0: care. You don't care? I I really don't care either. Um, but I guess I just have to side with Tyson, which I would side this way anyways. I am rooting for the Chiefs. Oh, ooh! Because the Eagles are the reason the 49ers are not oh, in the Super Bowl. Gotcha. And so, yeah, I got to kind of go with that. And I really do like Patrick Mahomes. I think he's a nice fella. Good. I think he's a nice fella.
1: I have no idea <laughs> about anything or
0: anyone other
1: than I hope the numbers land on my Super Bowl squares. Yeah. That's hey, all is I money on about. the
0: line? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That's I hope they all land all on I your squares, about, too. So.
1: I've never done one of those for Super Bowl. Oh, shoot. Um, they're Next fun. year. Yeah, next year. They're fun when they're, like, with friends and stuff. Yeah. But a lot of people use them for fundraisers, too. Oh, that's cool. Which is nice. Yeah. Um, and it's easy, because it's, like, the easiest form of gambling
0: that you could do. Exactly. And it
1: makes you watch the game. Yeah. So...
0: Which we would watch it anyways, but mostly yeah. for the halftime show. Yes. So, but uh, yeah, that's fun. Because I don't... Tyson has tried to explain football stuff to me so many times. And I'm like, I don't know. I've done pick em leagues before, which are easy. I don't even know what that is either. You just pick which team you think is going to win. Oh. And when I used to work at Buffalo, I did one one oh, year. Nice. And I like was in like the top ten in the company <laughs> in Pick'em Leagues. So I mean awesome. not knowing shit about football. And I won like $150 That's throughout awesome. the season. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Well, yes, yeah, today's Super Bowl Sunday and you guys are gonna be hearing this the day after. So we'll know the winner. And tomorrow, technically when this episode comes out is Valentine's Day.
1: Yeah.
0: So we have a uh Valentine's Day. Story for you today.
1: Nice. It's not Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not Super
0: Bowl. Maybe there is a murder out there about That'd Super be Bowl. Funny. Okay, next year. Next, next year. year. <laughs> we'll,
1: well, don't go kill anyone so we can have a
0: story. Yeah, next exactly. Year, yeah, we don't. But <laughs> it's not what we're asking.
1: If you know of anyone. Yeah. I could, I feel like any Super Bowl related true crime would be like a fight that went really wrong between friends yeah, or like something. Yeah, like a drunken a party. bar fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For sure. Not like a scheme. No. Or
0: anything like that. No. Oh, man. Okay. Well, now we have motivation for this time (laughs) next year. (laughs) Yeah, I was researching something else and then I was thinking about the week and I was like, holy shit, this is going to come out like the day before Valentine's Day. So I hustled to find a Valentine's Day themed story and I feel like I found a good one. So cool. I have named this one. My Bloody Valentine. Ooh. Yeah, it's a pretty good, quick little story. And this is about a guy by the name of Richard Showick, and it takes place down in Georgia. Georgia? And Georgia. Georgia. Shout out we to our friend. i in- only Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think of <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And I've never been to Georgia, so one of these days. But this pl- takes place in 2010. Okay, so back. a little bit ago which 2010 doesn't seem like it was that long ago but then when you actually I think know. about the number of years it's like oh god i know that was three years after i graduated high school and that feels like a lifetime yeah that was 13 years ago okay. yeah yuck okay <laughs> moving on and not feeling old <laughs> So, yeah, Richard Showick, he was married to a lady named Stacy. These two got married later on in life, so they were, like, around, I think Stacy was, like, 45 years old. Okay. You know, so right in that age range. And Richard was a super stand-up guy. This is kind of your normal general run-of-the-mill, like, just all around good guy that everybody loves. I loved this about him. He was a hot air balloon enthusiast. Oh, that's a cool hobby. Really cool. I even read somewhere that maybe he, I don't know, do you pilot hot air balloons? Better than saying
1: drive, which is what I would it's, have thought. So,
0: <laughs> no steering wheel involved. No. But nonetheless, whether he flew them or just loved them, um, he was a hot air balloon enthusiast, which I think is super cool. He also loved riding motorcycles and was just kind of all around known for his fun, loving nature. Um, His sister Carol said, my brother was always a big kid. He had to be out and about, and he was a very good athlete. So I can picture someone like this in my life around his age who is just such a young spirit, Yeah, you know, no matter How many candles are on your birthday cake that year? You're a kid at heart. He was, in addition to not just being a good man, but he was a great father and a great husband. Mm. When he married Stacy, Stacy had... One source said two kids, another one said three, but, you know, she had two to three children and Richard was a fantastic father to them. He got along with them super well and he even ended up legally adopting her children. Okay. And I don't particularly know off the top of my head how old her children were, but do you kind of have to be under the age of 18 to be legally adopted? I think so. Okay, so we can safely assume that. And you know, the kids were involved, or some of them were involved in like Cub Scouts and stuff. And so he was really involved in that. And Stacy supposedly was as well. Now, as far as Stacy goes, she had already been married and divorced four times. Damn by girl. the time she <laughs> she had gone through a couple few multiple okay. husbands. She got a few rings, That's She, what she got. got a few rings, <laughs> yeah. And So, you know, she had had her fair share of relationships by this point, and she had a really good job. She I don't exactly know everything that her job requirements of her title, but she worked as, like, the head administrator for a medical practice down in Georgia. So, you know, probably running some sort of office, like... Facility, probably billing too. Something stuff, like scheduling. that. Yeah, maybe something. We'll use some, our imagination. <laughs> exactly. Pick what you want yeah. for that title. Now, Stacy at work, and here's where we kind of get into the quick slippery slope. Um, Stacy was having an affair. <gasps> Stacy, which I'm not judging, but maybe someone who's been through four marriages <laughs> might be ever so inclined to have an affair every now and again loves love so really attention yeah yeah exactly so she was not only just having an affair but she was having an affair with somebody who she met at work yeah so very very convenient to find somebody in that full-time 40 hours a week setting to um you know be parading off with
1: yeah it's okay to have like a work husband or work wife though let a me a thousand ya.
0: percent yes
1: <laughs> I have one of each <laughs> and they keep me
0: sane exactly but... it's all in fun you have you honestly yeah. have to have that person at work yep I mean one or the other or both or
1: both <laughs> works even better
0: And so, admit, you know, amidst this whole affair that she was having, naturally, she was starting to have second thoughts about her relationship with Richard. So, it was a serious enough affair. It wasn't just, it seems like it wasn't just a casual rendezvous, someone to kind of sleep with from time to time. Like, it was serious enough that she was having second thoughts about her marriage. And so, this starts to you know, play into a motive to what's going to, you know, unravel here in this story. And despite her great relationship with Richard by great, I mean him being a great dad and a great husband that obviously was not enough for her. And the carrot, the biggest carrot that I think was dangled in front of Stacy's face was the fact that Richard had a life insurance policy to the value of $560,000. It's a cool half mil. So, a pretty hefty life yeah. insurance policy this man had, which naturally, her being the wife, she would inherit in right. the event of his death. Which I actually just found out from Tyson this morning. And maybe I knew this, but maybe not, but I didn't necessarily realize that suicide did not qualify somebody to inherit yeah. the other parties life insurance which it makes sense and he kind of explained why it yeah, doesn't but it's,
1: um, it, it boils down to insurance mm-hmm. right and I mean it's exactly. just like again sorry guys I work in car insurance world so like if you someone if you were to take a hammer to your own car right we're not going to cover that because exactly you intentionally cause damage right mm-hmm. so same thing suicide you're intentionally causing harm yeah Yeah, which is also super weird tangent, but in, you know, that in Arizona, I know at least in Arizona for sure, that if you attempt to unalive yourself and you fail, you can get charged with
0: attempted murder. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, to some it degree, is. that it is. That totally you makes tried sense. You try to kill a person.
1: That's that person crazy. being yourself. Uh-huh. But I don't know if other states do that. I know for sure Arizona does. Right. Um, but it's just wild. But the same concept is like
0: you try to intentionally cause harm. Totally. Yeah, yeah. that 100% makes sense. I wonder, sorry, I wonder if that would null avoids someone's life insurance policy if they attempted and failed. Do you get dinged for something like that? I don't know. I I I don't know. Something to look into. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> While you're at work. Just so casually. Our yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not to that seriousness of the degree, but I was like, "Hmm, would that disqualify you for being
1: a policy holder?" Then at the same time, and this is weird to think about it like this, but this is how my brain works: that you're now damaged goods. So I don't know if they would insure you if that's what you mean. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, Yeah.
1: (laughs) I don't know. So I mean, and I think that's why they do like medical screenings, sure, to make sure that you are in good health Uh because. The longer you're alive, the more premiums they're going to collect from you. Sure. And then the more they're going to break even when they do a payout. Exactly. Right? So, if you're not in good health, or if this attempted suicide mm-hmm. caused long-term damage, damage, then potentially you might not be an insurable asset anymore. Exactly which huh. is weird to think about it like that.
0: Totally, yeah. But in Th- the business world, you're an item. It, yeah, you're, it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So, sorry, let, let's uh, circle back to the story. <laughs> but Richard's got this hefty price tag on his head, right? So, this is obviously enticing to yeah. Stacy, already having second thoughts about her marriage. So, Stacy ended up confiding in one of her coworkers. This is a lady by the name of... Uh, Lenitra, I believe is how you pronounce her name, Lenitra Ross, and she discloses to Lenitra Lin- her desire to have her husband not exist anymore. Damn! Not even like, oh, I'm thinking of leaving him? It, not even... I mean, maybe the conversation started off so casually Dang. as that, and maybe she was aware of her, the affair going on in the workplace, but nonetheless, she di- she discloses this information to her, and I'm like, holy shit, you know, that's, uh, that's a lot of trust right there to put into your coworker that you're thinking of murdering your husband.
1: I'd be like, excuse me, HR.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I need to report uh, a hostile work environment. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get moved desks, please. Exactly. Yeah. Well, what Stacy tells Lenitra is not obviously that she wants him gone because he's got this huge price tag on his head. She actually tells her that she believes that Richard is molesting one of her sons.
1: Oh, that's a big accusation. Okay. Very
0: big accusation. Yeah. So Lenitra is like automatically in her corner and she's like, you know what, girl? I got you. I'm going to get you in touch with a hitman. Oh! <gasps> No, Lenitra. Yes, I know. What? Just don't even worry about it. You was, want you want someone gone? I got a number for a guy. I was expecting you to go to HR not to no. give her a knife. She's into it. Hell? She's like, yeah, let's get rid of your man. Oh You're touching one of your sons? We'll take care of this problem. And this problem, she would go and pass off, pass off to a guy by the name of Reginald Coleman. And this is a personal friend of Lenitra. And was also m- maybe allegedly rumored to be kind of an on-again, a- on off-again lover of hers. So okay. maybe was, maybe wasn't, but someone obviously very close to her. And Reginald, by day, was a personal trainer, and he obviously um, was a hitman by night. <laughs> and not only was he a personal trainer, but he supposedly also offered workouts at the medical facility that Stacy and Lenitra worked at, which I was like, hello, what a cool perk. That you work for job. this company and they have a personal trainer just running around that offers classes. I don't know, on your 30 minute lunch break. I don't know when they're yeah. supposed to do these, but
1: he just walks around and Richard Simmons you. Yeah, like, come
0: on. Let's <laughs> yeah. stretch. Everyone has like one of those yeah. bouncy balls <laughs> sitting at their desk.
1: Yeah, that's a cool job. Um But yeah, I feel like. Being a hitman, you'd have to moonlight. (laughs) You'd have to have a day job to hide that. (laughs) A hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Do you make a lifelong career out of that? I mean, maybe one does. I guess we've seen it before. Yeah. Yeah. So with this, um, you know, uh, dual employment that (laughs) Reginald has, he obviously has no issues with being asked of this task that Lenitra comes to him with. That's weird. And his hitman a- alias also goes by the name of Mr. Results. So not only is he a hitman, but obviously has a reputation if one is is named Mr. Results. That's a good name. But it is a pretty good for name. A hitman. for Yeah, for a hitman. So Stacy is like, cool, you know, we've got this all set up. I have someone that can help take care of this task that... Um, I guess we can call him a professional that knows what he's doing. So she goes and gets $10,000 and pays Lenitra this amount of money for planning out the murder. And now a majority of this money is going to go to Reginald for actually being the guy to go do it and carry it out. Lenitra's payment would come in the form of being able to live rent free in a house owned by Stacy the fuck i know which to me would be worth way more than ten thousand dollars to live rent free in somebody's house i don't know what rent was like in georgia in 2010 probably significantly cheaper than rent here in portland (laughs) especially in 2010 but not a bad deal one might say for this exchange Yeah. These girls were like in super cahoots. They're like, no, no,
1: you'll know my darkest secret, so I'll mm -hmm. give you rent-free life.
0: And I mean, I I, I would assume based off of this, obviously very good friends in the workplace. I don't think that you would just go to anybody. You would obviously go to someone that you trust.
1: Wow. And you're
0: going to extend this hand to offer to let her live rent-free in a property that you own. So she
1: planned on... Killing Richard or having Richard killed, mm-hmm. and then not selling the house that they lived in together, just letting Lenitra move in.
0: It sounds like it was an a, an additional property. Oh shit! So okay. not just the house that you know Stacy and Richard currently lived in. The way I interpreted this was they had an additional property that Stacy or that I'm sorry that Lenitra would go and live in once wow. this is carried out. Okay. So as we see the you know pick date for this murder to happen is on Valentine's day. So we're February 14th of 2010 and sweet Richard has been at home and prepared a dinner for Stacy and her elderly grandparents for them to enjoy on Valentine's day. And Stacy calls Richard from work and said that they should meet at a local park. This is Belton bridge park to exchange gifts and cards um, this is a park that the couple had discovered together while motorcycling. So it sounds like that was a hobby of theirs. And I don't know if this phone call was with the intention of her canceling dinner plans or just kind of wanted to meet up at this cute little romantic spot because it meant a lot to their relationship, you know, okay, to have this gift card exchange before their Valentine's Day dinner. But I can tell you that if I was at home preparing a Valentine's Day dinner and Tyson called me and was like, hey, let's just meet up at this park really quick to exchange gifts and cards. I'd be like, no, no, food is hot. (laughs) Get your ass home or I'm going to be eating the chocolate covered strawberries by myself and you can get Don Pedro's on the way home. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All of
1: that. All of that. All of that. I mean, seriously. Like, no, bitch. I mean, no. I'm cooking you a dinner, not just for you, but I'd for be your freaking so grandparents. I would, I would be, be mad. So too. mad. I'd be like, I'd be mad if they brought even other food home. I'd be like, Kara, I told you I was making
0: dinner. Why? It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> right. Get it together. <laughs> Get your shit together. So. Um, but you know, Richard obviously is just that sweet of a guy. Ugh. And so he's like. Absolutely, Stacy, let's meet up at this park that means so much to our relationship. Oh, he loves, he loves her. her, he loves her. And so, there was another source that said that Stacy was caring for her grandparents and that Richard called her from doing that. So, I don't know if she was at work and called him or if she was with her grandparents and called him, but nonetheless. They arranged for this extra meetup before this dinner that Richard had had planned for all of That's them. so weird. Super weird. So she told him to go ahead to the park and she would meet him there. And by this time it was dark. I didn't have an exact time, but you know, spring. So sure. this, the sun is setting early. We can yeah. assume sometime after 6 p.m. Right. I would say. I would say. say even after five, it's still. Yeah. It's yeah. Dark after that. Exactly. So by this time, you know, it was dark and the park was secluded. Doesn't sound like, I mean, after dark, you know, right. not very many people are out just trolloping through parks in spring. <laughs> I'm sure it's warmer in Georgia than it is here, but you will not find me after dark. Not in the park. <laughs> no, no, no parks after dark, no parks after dark. And so Reginald was already there and was waiting for Richard. Obviously Stacy was not there. So as Richard was waiting for Stacy, he pulled up in his truck. Reginald, Richard got out of his truck, and Reginald approached him and fired five deadly close-range shots, two of these to the face. They penetrated his brain and his spinal cord, three to his abdomen and his chest. And then another source that I read said that a sixth shot had been fired, and that one hit him in the hand, so not a deadly shot. But nonetheless, he was shot At close range, five times. And the two to the face, just anytime that happens, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. You know, like, that's just gruesome and brutal and overkill uh, and uh, overkill. Exactly. Like that word specifically gets quoted by one of the policemen that come in to investigate this this murder. So. Reginald carries out the hit. He calls Lenitra to let her know that the job was finished and Lenitra contacted Stacy shortly after. So they've, they're kind of playing this game of telephone Jeez. of communication. Doesn't sound like Stacy directly had a whole lot of conversation with Reginald herself, that sure. Lenitra was this middle woman helping her arrange everything and putting all these bits and pieces together for that connection. So Stacy's plan, once she received word that, you know, the hit had been carried out, her plan was to arrive at the park like she, you know, was just going to go meet Richard to, quote unquote, discover his body and call the police. So that's what she does. And so she makes a phone call to the police and Lieutenant Dan Franklin was one of the first on scene and he described it exactly like you had just said. The situation was overkill and just particularly gruesome. So supposedly this is what Stacy tells the police that when she found Richard his truck was still running the driver's door was the driver's door was open and the headlights were still on. So I'm kind of painting this picture that Richard rolled up to the park, maybe saw someone standing off in the darkness of the shadows, assuming that it was Stacy. Yeah. Rolled up, didn't even, you know, take the time to turn his truck off. You know, was just probably excited to see his wife. Stepped out and was met by someone that was not his wife. Damn. Or like got flagged down for help or something. That could have been a possibility as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like he was had barely just stepped out of his truck before he was shot. So all this was really compelling to the police, probably for just how quickly it all seemed to play out. Like, I think that they were looking into this and they were like, this seemed really, really planned. Like the guy barely made it two steps out of his truck before he was shot. And so they're, you know, investigating the scene, you know, taking their pictures and and whatnot and police immediately rule out the possibility of a robbery since there was no money missing. He still had his wallet on him, which, you know, they very easily could have yeah. painted the situation to look exactly like that. Mr. Fucked it up. Yeah. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, you a newbie.
0: It, seriously, Mr. Results needs to work on yeah, his, uh, yeah. his cover story. And additionally, while they're looking over the scene, they notice that there are three sets of tire tracks. They are tire tracks that belong to Richard's truck, Stacy's vehicle, and then a third set of tracks that they believe to belong to belong to the shooter. Mm-hmm. There was a certain pattern to the comings and goings of the tire tracks that led them to believe, you know, there's probably these third tracks that were first yeah. and then Richards on top. And then Richards on top. And then Stacey's. Yep. With the other tire tracks exiting somewhere in between that. And these tracks were created by Goodyear Integrity Tires, but without a car to match, this was little to no help. But at least they're looking at these tire tracks, and they're able to identify a specific make and model brand of where these come from. Okay. So they've got these tire tracks and that's pretty much all that they have to go off of. Um, Stacy being the wife obviously is taken in for questioning and during this interrogation, she did end up adm- admitting to her six or seven month affair with her coworker Juan Reyes. And during this interrogation, they start to unveil the seriousness of the relationship. Like I was mm. kind of saying, Juan was allegedly living in a home with his family that was owned by Stacy and Richard. Oh, wow. So I don't know what kind of money Stacy made. I don't know what kind of money Richard made. But they have at least two properties where right. they lived where Juan, her lover, was living with his family and then whatever this property was that she had promised out to Lenitra as Dang. her payment for, for helping her murder her husband. And Stacy also paid for Juan's cell phone and his truck. And she also paid for an apartment that they would use to carry on their affair in. Oh my God. So they've got, she's got all these little... He's a sugar oh, he's baby. Little. He is definitely a sugar baby. And I don't know that how much younger or if he is even younger than, than her, but she is, she is at least the sugar mama. For sure. Taking care of him. So Stacy told investigators that she had told Reyes that she planned to meet Re- Richard in the park that night. So to me, this just speaks to her trying to come up with some form of of, like of an alibi. Why he's
1: there and why I would show up there. Which is such a weird story.
0: hmm Yeah. And I don't know. A, a, a lot of the things that she tries to explain away that I don't think that she really needed to just don't really make a whole lot of sense. Right. She's kind of not the brightest crayon in the box, to say the least. So that portion of it made... Um, Juan, an early suspect for them, because okay, he had knowledge yeah. of Stacy supposedly going to the park to meet up with Richard.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because she had told... Because
1: he probably would have been like, what are we doing for Valentine's
0: Day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe <laughs> and that... she's like, I'm going to the park to meet my husband. Yeah, exactly. That's definitely a possibility for how that conversation could have gone. So, again, after talking to Stacy and her admitting to her affair with Juan, this made him an early suspect. And so they go to this home that he's living in at about 4 a.m. that morning, and nobody answered. They knocked on the doors. They knocked on the windows, but they couldn't make contact with anyone, so they kind of just gave up at that point. However, the next morning, they do find Juan at his work, and they bring him in for questioning. Um, He had changed his appearance, which I think was weird, so I feel like he had some knowledge about this whole event going down with Stacy killing off her husband. He had had a beard that he shaved into a goatee, so not a drastic change to one's appearance. Maybe I'm looking into that a little bit too much, but nonetheless, he had changed it. I thought you said Jurassic change. (laughs) He went from a T-Rex to a velociraptor, so not a huge transformation, <laughs> but significantly smaller in size. You could tell the wings, you know, With, they're
1: different. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Durastic not. <nuts>. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. I can see where the a confusion could have could have come in. Why would you change your appearance? And and that's why the question kind of just, really you know, a little question mark above timing. my head. Really, really odd timing. Huh. And so when they bring him in for questioning, he does confirm the affair between him and Stacy. He also denies any involvement with the shooting. And he said that, you know, the night before when they had come a knocking, that he was at home with his family all night, but he just slept right through it. He didn't hear the police. And that's why nobody came to the door. Not just you. Nobody came to the door. It's
1: called police knocking for a reason, sir.
0: Yeah, you... I'm you sure and everyone else in your house did not sleep through that.
1: Your neighbors would have woken up
0: yeah. <laughs> from police knocks. Exactly. Or even the lights outside. And they weren't just knocking on the doors, they're knocking on the windows. Like when they, right. you know, when police go to a house, it's not just like, oh, we're going to knock three times and maybe ring the doorbell once. And we'll then. leave you a pamphlet. Exactly. No. A brochure clip to your wow. mailbox. Okay. So he's. Not admitting any involvement in it. But uh, Juan is at this time living with his ex wife. And this is kind of in an attempt, I think, on her part to reconcile their relationship. But she does confirm his alibi that he was home all night, hadn't left. Time
1: out, time out. He's living in Stacy's house. Yup. With his ex wife. Yup. While having an affair with Stacy.
0: Mm hmm. Damn, sugar baby, sugar mama. I I guess he's he's having his cake and eating it too, because his wife is even aware of the affair, and she's still trying to reconcile this relationship.
1: And but she's living in the house that she knows is owned by Stacy.
0: And I don't know that she knows that. Oh, but she knows about the affair. I don't know that she is aware that um she's that Stacy is the one that owns the house and is paying for his truck and his cell phone bill and wiping his ass for him, too, (laughs) and all these other things. So just such a whole weird dynamic in this whole affair. But the police are kind of like, huh, okay, you know, like, you've given us this alibi. Your current ex-wife is... (laughs) Is validating this alibi for you. We're gonna kind of move on.
1: Yeah, and maybe let's just say that the police were thorough and probably checked his tires.
0: Yeah, okay. We could assume that. Maybe I think that's a fair assumption. Okay, because that was the only that was a big lead for them. That was the big lead, the only lead, the really only piece of evidence that they had. So the case at this point seems to kind of hit a bit of a dead end until Lieutenant Franklin got a call from a guy that worked in the IT department from the medical center that Stacy worked for. Dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun-dun. He allegedly had been clearing out the junk files from an employee's email accounts. Um, I don't know. I guess one goes through and does that from time to time. I to... didn't know there was such a position. I didn't know that there was either. But fortunately, that's part of this guy's job. And he noticed that Stacy's email account had been completely empty for Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And this is the whole weekend of when the murder happened. Stacy was unaware that. Okay, so I guess just to back up a little bit. Stacy had some incriminating emails that she had gone through and completely cleared out before she okay. left that weekend. Yeah. And Stacy was also unaware that all of these emails were backed up in storage within the company, <laughs> so the company's iCloud. Even though she deleted it, they were still around, and investigators were able to get their hands on a warrant to get these files technology bitch technology (laughs) bitches hey emails never leave especially if you're using a work email and we all know that once you put something on the internet it never leaves the internet but if you are using a work email for your dirty work you're an idiot you're an idiot And so as they're going through these emails, they find two crucial ones. And they were from Stacy to her bank asking that they transfer money from a real estate account to a a fellow employee. That employee was Lenitra Ross. And her story was that in, in the email was that these were to help pay for some home repairs for the home that Lenitra was living in. And police go to talk to Lenitra, and she confirmed that this money had been sent to her for those reasons. So she's kind of backing up all oh, of that. I talked
1: about this, okay?
0: But the police definitely still have some question marks. But at this point, they're like, "Hey, you know, ten thousand dollars isn't an absurd amount of money to transfer for home repairs that someone would need." So no, I, mean- I guess. I mean a roof costs yes, significantly less than ten thousand dollars or siding or repair to flooring, like right. all of that shit is so expensive. You can spend ten thousand dollars in yeah. the blink of an eye doing home repairs. And so I think at this point Lenitra is living in one of Stacy's properties. Wow. Because why else would she just give her ten thousand dollars for home repairs? Or have that cover story or have that cover story. And it's being transferred from a real estate bank account. So it all kind of makes sense as much as it can within that. So, you know, they, they confirm and back up this story of this transfer of money. And this Lieutenant is feeling like he had hit another dead end, but then he gets another little break and they're still looking for this mysterious car that matched those tire tracks in the park. Yeah. As they search for this car, police end up receiving a tip from Stacy's cousin. Their grandparents' car had been missing at the time of the murder. Oh. And this cousin allegedly directs police to a car that was parked outside of Lenitra's home. And the what? tires were a match. And that's another reason why I think Lenitra is currently living in a property owned by oh. Stacy. Because the cousin mm-hmm. would be aware of this property. Hey, our grandparents' car was missing. Why is it now parked out in front of... This other property that has a tenant in it. Yeah. Exactly. Weird. Super, super weird. But nonetheless, the tires were a match. So the police are like, hell yeah. Think, you know, we yeah. finally found the vehicle. And it happens to belong to Stacy. And so they're aware now that this car had belonged to Stacy and allegedly were aware that the car at this point had also been sold. I don't know how they stumbled across that information mm-hmm. where you would find that that bill of of sale of the um
1: just DMV records, probably DMV records.
0: Yeah. But but what is it that you um? oh, my gosh, no, it's the bill of, sale. Re-
1: bill of sale, yeah. you sign it behind the
0: registration, the, the, the registration. Mm-hmm. That's what I yeah. was trying to think of. So now police are heavily on to Stacey for being involved in this murder. They just needed a little bit more evidence and they really needed to prove a driver in this scenario. So, They've gathered this information. They finally have the tires that match the car and police then kind of make a stretch for some evidence and decide that they want to request um, a tower dump, basically, for Mm -hmm. a local Mm -hmm. cell phone tower to get information about all the calls that happened in the area that night. And it was kind of a shot in the dark, but it was something that, you know, a shot that they had to take and once they received this information they were going through and comparing calls that night to Stacy's contact list mm. so they had gained in you know knowledge of Stacy's contacts in her phone and that's when they found a call around the time Richard would have left for the park from someone named Reggie to Lenitra and this is not coming from Stacy's phone this is matching the tower records just the tower records mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that Lenitra's contact info was in Stacy's phone. Right. So that's how they found the number to be able to compare and contrast yeah. amongst all these calls that were coming through. And they were also able to track a series of calls that night that went from Reginald to Lenitra, then from Lenitra to Stacy. Damn. And there's where their dots finally all connected. Mm-hmm. So this took about three months after Richard was killed and all three individuals, Reginald, Lenitra, and Stacy, were all arrested for his murder. However, the police were still searching for a motive in addition to the evidence that they had of Stacy's affair. The Mm -hmm. affair alone, you know, wasn't enough of a motive at that point in time for them to, you know, really run with that. And so furthermore down the line, about seven months after the murder, after Stacy had been arrested, she did end up confessing to investigators that she had arranged the hit on Richard because she believed that he had been molesting her sons, her son or or multiple sons. After her arrest, she was giving this explanation of her sons and they found this to be untrue. Um, The son or the son's when all of this went to court they even testified in court that these allegations were not true Dang. and i genuinely don't think that she actually thought that her sons were being molested i of think of course
1: not i think yeah. she
0: saw the huge price tag that richard had on his head and that was enough motivation in her being unhappy in her relationship she found the convenience of this cover story of thinking that he had yeah. been molesting her one or multiple of her children to approach somebody and to try to find a means to an end for, for this and for him to be, you know, taken out.
1: Well, that's how she got Lenitra on her side. Exactly. Which was like, here's, reason why i would want to do it mm-hmm. and she
0: was like absolutely let's do it because of your reason exactly i mean anyone's gonna be in favor of not necessarily murdering somebody yeah. but we all don't want the best things to happen to those right. that are going around sexually assaulting molesting Kids. children right exactly and you know stacy is just all full of stories she had allegedly she had allegedly told richard's sister when his sister came to visit her in jail that she had Richard killed because she was wanting a divorce. And because Richard had legally adopted her kids, she was afraid that he would win custody of her kids probably in the event of a divorce. <laughs> and it's kind of like, okay, yeah, you might've had that fear, but you're going to tell his sister that. And that's not even necessarily I mean, we, we we can fairly assume that this was not her motivation, but right. you don't know how that's gonna play out in court. Right. Or were you such a horrible mother that Why were you afraid of that? That why would you be afraid of that? Or yeah. why would you even try to explain away the situation with that being your cover story? That's all it is. It's just diary of the mouth. Exactly. So when it came down to the sentencing, Stacy was given a life sentence after her 2012 confession. She also allegedly agreed to testify against Lenitra. Oh, wow. What a bitch. For, I know. Just doing her dirty like that. I'm like, you're already getting a life sentence. Like how did, right. like what, what worked in your favor to, I don't know, I guess plea out in some form or fashion that you're going to testify against her. I mean, yeah, it's not going to get you out of prison. No. And I don't think that that she Not that
1: Lenitra shouldn't have her day in court. Of but course. Don't be a snitch.
0: Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if that maybe got her like in a position of a life sentence with the possibility of oh, parole? Possibly. That's the only thing I can think of. So, she did testify against Lenitra. Lenitra was also given a life sentence without the possibility of parole Shit. for being the middle woman and helping orchestrate this whole thing. And Reginald originally denied his involvement, but also ended up pleading guilty to malice murder. And I forgot to look up what the definition of malice murder is, but that was, that was within his charges and that was within Stacy's charges as Hmm. well. That specific um, wording being used and he received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Damn. Being the one that carried it out. Yeah. And when I was reading through articles that were leading up to the actual final sentencing, um, allegedly Reginald was even possibly looking at the death penalty. Oh, wow. For this crime. So I don't know if maybe the death penalty at this time in Georgia, I don't know if Georgia still carries out the death penalty, but maybe the whole malice murder charge would have qualified oh, him. I see. For okay. the death penalty. So, but he ended up, that ended up not being part of his sentencing. He just received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. So, happy Valentine's Day. Um, <laughs> poor Richard. Not, um, not the... The stuff that he, I'm sure, imagined being painted red on this particular day. But, yeah, just um, just a brutal and really cold-hearted, I mean, there's nothing warm-hearted about having a hit put out on your no. husband. But, damn, to carry something out like that on Valentine's Day, and she just most certainly was not, did not go about it the most savvy way that someone God. could have
1: on Valentine's Day. Yeah.
0: And I think it may be also, I feel like I read somewhere, and so I'm not gonna confirm or deny this, but maybe their um, anniversary fell somewhere oh. around Valentine's Day as well. So I'm like, you really are just, just the a, heartless bitch.
1: Just another <laughs> twist of the knife. What the hell?
0: Exactly. So. Wow. But I, as well as I'm sure all of you, are happy to know that the three of them did all receive life sentences, yeah. as I think that they 100% yeah. should have. Wow. And that's our bloody Valentine's story for you all that's this week. That's a great story. I wonder, I want
1: to know how Juan feels about that. And Juan's ex-wife.
0: and. <laughs> 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 and everyone else that and lives else. in all of the other properties. I mean, because that... he could have been husband number five. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, because it said yeah. he was, she was quoted to be his ex wife that was currently living with him. So I don't know if the ex was thrown in there because they were legally divorced or if they were separated, separated, okay. whatever. But yeah, I mean, he very well could have been husband number five. And I would be. Scared shitless if I was having an affair with somebody and they came to me and whether she did or she didn't, I can't confirm this, but if they came to me and they were like, yeah, I'm going to off my spouse so we can continue this relationship, I would definitely be second guessing if I wanted to continue this relationship with this person.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I mean, I guess she kind of sweetened the pot by paying for so much stuff. So maybe that's how she kind of right. lured she, these people in. But She wasn't just dang. paying for like
1: dinners and stuff. She was paying no. for straight up. Full like ass houses and, and cars. Trucks,
0: cell phone bills like that. No, none of that is cheap. And she was obviously aware that his family was living with him. So it wasn't Damn. just like she's dating somebody that's single and ready to mingle. Like he had some baggage, <laughs> and they were currently living with him yeah. in her house. So that's wild.
1: I can't believe Lenitra is like, "Yes, girl, I know someone." Yeah, like let me call them for you. Let me be the middle person.
0: I if, mean, I know you and I have always joked about that. If if. We called each other with something. And it's like, hey, where do I need to help you bury a dead body? But, I mean, I most definitely there are very, very few people and pretty much close to zero that I would go out on a limb to help them arrange a hit on somebody. Right. Just period. Co- like,
1: even if you're a really good coworker, love my coworkers. Um, I would not hook you up with my hitman plug. Like, I'm not. No. no. No, hell no. Things
0: get messy. That is a whole nother another level of trust. And even if you do, though, be like, here's the
1: here's the business card.
0: Yes, you call him exactly. You make the arrangements. Yes.
1: I have nothing to do with it. For uh-huh. all I know, you copied that phone number off my phone.
0: You were looking for a personal training session from Reggie. Yep. I and know that, nothing that's else. Another
1: thing. If he was there at work, I could have been like, yo, Reg, go talk to her in the cafeteria.
0: Yeah. She's got some work for you. Right. All cash under the table. She wants no some... No taxes. Res- she wants some results, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. Just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Dumb. Dumb is what makes this podcast, though. It sure is. So thank you for (laughs) your stupidity you make for some great stories that I hope you all enjoyed. It's crazy, though.
1: And you know what blows my mind every time, and like case after case after case after case, you know, if it comes down to murder, I mean, duh, murder, but if it comes (laughs) down to money as the motive or love or, you know, lack thereof. yeah. I don't know who needs to hear this. You can
0: walk away, a hundred percent. And I don't think that she was like she wasn't hurting, hurting for, for money, money. Yeah. at all. <laughs> like you, greedy bitch. Right. Five hundred sixty thousand dollars. I mean, don't get me wrong. I would be stoked if that amount of money was transferred sure. to my bank, but I don't think you needed it that bad. No. That that's how poor Richard needed to
1: meet his fate. You wouldn't have needed that money if you had actual tenants in the two extra houses you had.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Paying their own rent. Paying their rent. Exactly. Yeah, you were going to inherit all this money, then you were just going to let this chick live in your house for free? Forever? Forever. Well, what are you going to do, turn around and kill her, too? God. Talk about squatters' rights. (laughs) like dang she's never moving out hell no she's not going she anywhere she has this huge let's
1: say like th- nothing would have ever been figured out she has this huge thing hanging over Stacy's head
0: yeah talk about leverage her grandchildren's grandchildren would have been living in that house for free uh-huh absolutely that would have that would have been the family home yep. for generations to if she come If everyone wants
1: to raise that rent there's an envelope right there kid uh-huh <laughs>
0: with why <laughs> You Why get to she, stay here? Exactly. Wow. Exactly.
1: So. And then what would have happened with Juan? I bet she would have gotten the half a million dollars to build another house for Juan's ex-wife <laughs> to move in with her new husband. Exactly. Let's just keep
0: everybody Everyone happy so together. my secret can stay buried.
1: And then you kill Juan
0: so you can build a house for your sixth husband, <laughs> who is probably going to be Reginald. God. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. People are truly wild. And I know we've talked about this before in past stories having to do with money. But the things people will do for money. And $10,000.
1: Was Reginald even promised even more from the 560?
0: No, I think that that was his agreed payout. Oh, my God. Which is not. I mean, that's breadcrumbs. Absolutely. That's door crumbs. dashing for a couple months. Exactly. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. Go door dash. Uh-huh. Don't go to go, don't go to prison. And if you're 10, gonna murder 000. someone,
1: make it look like a robbery.
0: hmm <laughs> Absolutely. And don't drive the car that's uh connected to
1: that's another thing. God, <laughs> this is so stupid.
0: It, it it's just yeah. full
1: of stupid full it,
0: of stupid. Okay. You could just keep going. Yeah, I could I know. It's I riled, up. Uh-huh. riled, up, over riled
1: here. up Damn it Georgia
0: But yeah So that's our Valentine's Day story I hope you guys have a much sweeter <laughs> And Enjoyable Valentine's Day than this couple Had or at least Richard had um, I don't think We have any plans do you guys have any plans for Valentine's Day yeah if your significant Other sticks to the
1: plans you have Tell them thank you
0: yeah and don't go meet them in a park when they Randomly. told you when you're at home <laughs> cooking them dinner.
1: When you're sitting down for dinner, be like, "Thank you for not switching the
0: plans. Exactly, and me. <laughs> exactly. I love you so much. Love you so much. <laughs> so I hope you guys all have a great Valentine's Day. I hope that our Patreons enjoyed their patches that they received in the mail, and. Um, yeah, we'll have some more fun stuff coming for you guys soon. And hopefully whoever you wanted to win the Super Bowl, if you did watch the Super Bowl, <laughs> right. won.
1: And speaking of love, we want to share some love and thank you to our two newest Patreons. Ooh! Yeah. So they'll also be um, part of the February, early March package. That's not package. Package to make it sound like... FedEx is coming to drop it off. <laughs> USPS is dropping off an envelope <laughs> for you. Uh, but we want to thank our newest US Patreons. So we have Brittany F. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Brittany. Welcome. And then we also have, as soon as I find it, I, we have Ashley G. Oh, thanks, Ashley. Thanks, Ashley. Love you. Not sure if, I, if they wanted me to share last name, so I'm just doing first first I letter of the last fair. name. So. Um, Thank you for joining us on Patreon. And if you're a listener and you're wondering what we're talking about or what is it that the Patreons have been getting, check us out on Patreon.com forward slash Stranger Danger podcast.
0: All right. Have a good one, guys. We'll see you next week. Don't be a stranger. Bye. Bye.